Welcome to Drinks at Work by Boothby with Sam Bygrave, that's me. Bartenders who build a lasting career tend to be of two types. You have those who love the ops side of the business, and you have those who love the creative side. Neither is better than the other, of course, and there's usually some overlap between the two. My guest today, someone who seems to have used both sides of the business to build a big career. My guest on this episode is Lauren Mote. I caught her early in the morning in Amsterdam, back from a couple of weeks travel as part of her role as the Global Director of On-Trade Excellence for Vitron Tequila. It's a unique role, one that sees her overseeing every aspect of education and advocacy for Patron Tequila with bartenders across the world. She's also charged with delivering their Patron Perfectionist competition, which began in 2016, and this year has undergone something of a revamp. She tells us about that, her advice for entering the competition, and how she got into this gig of a lifetime in today's episode. So my conversation with Lauren Mote in a minute, but first, this episode is a little different as it is sponsored by Patron Tequila. That's because, and here's the word from our sponsor, the Patron Perfectionist Global Cocktail Competition is back, bringing a new bartender education and engagement program to the heart of this year's edition. The entry challenge called Hometown Hero asks entrants to develop a cocktail that blends Patron's silver tequila with the bartender's local culture using ingredients from a prescribed list, the pantry. The initial entry submissions will be judged on appeal, appearance, inspiration, and originality. Australian bartenders have the opportunity to enter Patron Perfectionist until 11.59 Australian Eastern Daylight Time on October 7, 2022. Head to the entry portal at www.academiapatron.com slash patronperfectionist for all the information you need and to submit your entry today. Okay, now my conversation with Lauren Moat. Lauren Moat, thanks for joining me on Drinks at Work from Boothby. Excellent to be here. Thanks for having me, Sam. Uh, it's lovely to talk to you today. We're, today we're going to talk to you a bit about uh, your career, but also Patron Perfectionist, because uh, that comp has uh, entries open now. Uh, but firstly, can we sort of set the table? Just sort of what does your role involve? What do you do day to day? You're the uh, Global Director of On-Trade Excellence. What does that mean? <laughs> that means anywhere where bartenders exist, where bars and restaurants exist, I exist as long as there's Patron Tequila. And if there isn't yet, we'll work on a way on getting it there. Um, but yes, uh, my my role is centered around education, mentorship and development for uh, global on trade. So as mentioned, that would be bartenders, bars, restaurants, support staff, anybody who is uh, passionate about or wants to pick up that bottle of Patron tequila and do something special with it for their careers and for their bars. Right. And so what does that mean on like a sort of day-to-day level? What kind of, what do you find yourself doing, you know, when you wake up in the morning? I mean, you just got back on a, from a flight from Mexico, <laughs> you told me. Say, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that each day is a little bit different. I was just <laughs> in Mexico at our brand home at Hacienda del Patron uh, in uh, probably for the last two weeks, just doing quite a lot of work related to the Patron Perfectionist Program for the global final. So hint, hint, wink, wink, you know, info coming <laughs> soon. But um, uh, I suppose the day in the life is... Uh, it, it is a lot of program development. It is constantly working through and evolving our education program, uh, working mm-hmm. with our brand ambassadors, uh, of which, you know, in Australia, we have uh, quite a few brand ambassadors, inclu- including uh, Joey Chisholm as well. So the one and uh, just only, working. Yeah. Yes, the one and only. <laughs> so working, working uh, quite a lot with all of our touch points with bartenders as well around the world, making their lives uh, more enriched and better and making sure they have all of the necessary resources to inspire and engage. Cool. And so how long have you been in the industry for? Uh, I think you started bartending 
a while back, <laughs> probably around the same time I did, actually. Yeah, this is like I normally wouldn't reveal information like this until the second. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's probably rude to ask, right? <laughs> no, not at all. No, I uh, I've been in the industry since 1996, uh, but I've been bartending since 2000, so 22 years as a bartender and 26 in the industry, <laughs> which is which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's quite a lot in hospital years. How did you get to be in the role that you are? How long have you been in the role now and, and how did you get there? So the role that I'm in right now, I've been in since April and uh, I've been working on the brand side more so in trade advocacy and uh, development for global on-trade and bartenders since 2015. And prior to that, I was working in bars full time. Uh, so when I had originally started in a singing burger shop in uh, 1996, uh, that sort of was my love of hospitality coming to life. And of course, like every country, there's the legal purchasing age to deal with. So as right. soon as I yeah. could start um, mixing with spirits and different ingredients in 2000, there was no stopping me. I was really excited to just uh, blend flavors together. I loved the stage of being behind the bar. Right. of seeing the guest instant reaction as well when they would sip a drink rather than when you're when you're a chef because I really wanted to be a chef in the beginning you'd have right. to be waiting for someone to come back to the kitchen and tell you what the guest thought you wouldn't get that instant reaction which I think is what bartenders really love as well mm. and so over the over the years I had worked in small dive bars neighborhood mom and pop shops uh and then worked into fine dining restaurants fine dining bars really intense well uh, uh, well-curated bartender programs, which at the time when it was centered around uh, wine, beer, and really nothing else in Canada, it was interesting to have philosophies attached to cocktail lists and spirit programs. Mm. And then uh, quite a lot of my, uh, the later part of my, my bartending career, probably from 2007 to 2015, was spent uh, just working on uh, multiple units or multiple outlets and that would include mm. like the Four Seasons or managing right. multiple bars from different owners at the same time. Okay. Um, and then and then working into uh, into more like globally focused programming that would highlight different regions and people of those regions, which felt like a nice fit to just move into more of like the brand side role where I could do that, but more be mm. on the side of empowering those bartenders and teams that were telling those stories rather than uh, standing behind the bar anymore. Right. Okay. That's quite the journey there. We're talking to you today because of Patron Perfectionist and that's, we've got the entries open at the moment. You've changed things a little bit this year. My understanding is, can you tell us what's different this year about Patron Perfectionist? Definitely. And you will hear sirens in the background. They're not for me, but just in case there is an interruption <laughs> in that uh, sound. That's all right. They're makes getting it, closer. Makes it real. <laughs> yeah, it makes it real. If they, if they uh, bust through the door, I should be worried, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, guys, can you hold on a second? I'm just yeah. finishing a podcast. Um, yeah, so traditionally, uh, Patron Perfectionist has been a cocktail contest with, uh, with a single round that empowered bartenders to choose any expression of the Patron range of tequilas from the Silver, Reposado, and Añejo and create something that inspired their version of perfection. And yeah. it was a, a great contest that was started by a few colleagues of mine in Patron that are still with the company. And that was since 2016. And the, the vision to sort of bring that, that contest to life uh, was also a way to uh, reward bartenders with a trip to our brand home to the Hacienda del Patron, which is uh, so incredibly beautiful. And as Joey and Harrison, our current winner, can attest yeah. to, it is a, a place unlike any other. 
And so that was the the thinking in the very beginning. And I think just like any like any program, uh, Patron Perfectionist was evolving year after year to include different things. And then, of course, we had the pandemic to deal with uh, for that mm. two year period. And so what was interesting coming out of the pandemic, uh, when I came on board, it was more of a, a blank slate of Lauren, we have we know you have a lot of uh, you know background in in contest development and bartender engagement around the world. If we yeah. were going to change Patron Perfectionist and evolve it into where we are now post pandemic, what do we think this looks like? And of course, the the big thing missing was education. But no two brands can be treated the same way, and I think Patron has uh, a, an authenticity and a heart and soul to it that is connected to our, our place, people and process that needs to be woven into the way that we do a contest. Should we continue to do something mm. of a competition format? So wow. the contest itself, while I, I can reveal bits of it, the education program is really at the heart of what we do now, because it's, it really is about the development, both personally and professionally for bartenders to really try to start to understand what their version of perfection could be. And that is in the eye of the mm. beholder. It's every, everyone has a different version of that, but what, mm. what's great for bartenders is we now have this brilliant education program called Academy of Patron Perfectionists, which is connected to our contest and the trends and topics that we focus on are, are, you know, e equipped to, to deal with any bartender journey uh, with mm. any focus on any type of menu, any type of venue, and so each bartender can pick and choose how they want to, to utilize the information that they're receiving. It just happens to be topics that it makes sense for Patron to have the license to talk about because okay. they are rooted in the way we bloom and develop Mexican culture and flavors. So it's not just talking about, uh, you know, agave and, and, and agave spirits and how tequila is made and how Patron's made. It's going a bit deeper than that. Yes. And a bit broader you know, the, than I, that, I should say. Yeah, probably. yeah exactly. Yeah. So the topics, uh, Listo, for example, is the name of one of our three modules, which focuses on the ritual serve, how we can transform uh, a simplistic way of handing a guest a, a really delicious, delicious Paloma as an example, and how we yeah. amplify it to, you know, to the next level with uh, a really uh, interesting side serve, garnish, uh, ritual, large format, something where the guest and a little bit of theater is is in mind to create that 10 to 15 minute experience rather than just mm. sipping the drink until it's finished and deciding what you're having next. So you really are sure. immersed in the experience. Um, and that's something that people take away and talk about the next day. And Yeah, definitely. And it, it really helps to empower uh, some of our, you know, bar operators as well that are looking for ways to create new types of serves, new formats of serves, new rituals for their guests as well. Australia, as you know, has uh, an incredibly advanced and really interesting and, and super cool beverage culture, food and beverage culture already. So being able to, to add a little something else where they can elevate the experience is, is really great. But you touched mm. on something earlier. You know, we have three modules. Listo was one of them. I'll, I'll share yeah. what the other two are in just a moment. But agave training is still part of each of the sessions. We just weave it in in a different way. It doesn't feel like it just exists. Like we end one section on yeah. large format serves and, and really cool, you know, grapefruit garnishes. And now it's, let's now talk about, you know, agave process. <laughs> it is woven yeah. in, in the right way to, to really bring our people process and place to life as it relates to that specific module topic. Okay. Um, and did you, and the other two topics, I'll just, I'll yeah, just share sure. quickly. Um, discovering deliciousness is all about how we take 
the you know indigenous ingredients to Mexico and bring them to life uh, in a way that uh, really does them justice from the the research standpoint and from uh, I guess from the ideas that are set forth by those that are from Mexico. So we have mm. uh, two contributors on on that particular module, Chef Anna and also uh, Roberto, and both of them uh, do great work with uh, with Patron with us. But it's great to have from their perspective what these ingredients are like chile, corn, black sapote, any of these mm. interesting ingredients, how they're traditionally used in Mexico in food and drink, and how we would continue to use them in a food and drink format now. And so this mm. was meant as an inspirational guide for bartenders to start developing their own ingredient encyclopedia where they live. So they can okay. start to showcase and amplify flavors in the same way, which in Australia would be an incredible way to do that. So we have mm. this big ingredient encyclopedia that we are building currently that will come out sometime next year, just focusing okay. on Mexican ingredients with the um, the input from global bartenders on how they work with individual ingredients. That's pretty cool. And what? And so the, what was the th third one? And yeah. the third one, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but wait, there's for more. Someone who has, I, I know, but wait, there's more. For someone who has had no sleep in the last two days, I am just going for it. You can see my my little mug here, my. You know, yeah. National Tequila Day headquarters <laughs> mug, so it's filled with coffee. You're killing it. You're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the third one is called Mastering the Elements. Um, I think as as all bartenders listening in will know that uh, sometimes we look longingly through the windows, you know, rubbing the fog off the windows, staring into bars that have a rotavap, they have a centrifuge, <laughs> they got all the bells and whistles. They're like, how did they spend, how are they able to spend, you know, 10 grand on all this cool equipment? Um, and mm. I'm sat here with my plastic bags. Uh, so mastering the elements is, is about understanding how we bloom and extract flavors, how we do that traditionally using those really expensive pieces of, of equipment, but then how we find the discount version of that to still create yeah. that same level of flavor. And so I think we have about 15 different recommendations and then building a bar lab for under a hundred bucks, which is oh. pretty cool. So <laughs> it's a, it is an awesome, uh, it's an awesome module and bartenders are really getting a lot out of it because I think it's appreciating the fact that you might have somebody with these amazing pieces of equipment or a central location in, you know, one of the yeah. big cities where a bar is offering that for bartenders to come in and, and train or check it out or use the equipment, but you can still, you know, get some of the same effects by, by this under a hundred dollar bar, bar lab. Yeah. Well, it's all about the result at the end of the day, right? It's about how things taste and, and it doesn't necessarily happy, matter. It's all yeah. About. yeah. The, the, the equipment you usually get there is not the big main point. Um, yeah. so, so with, with the competition part of it, how is that different, do you think, to some other comps going around? I mean, I know you're, you're focusing on a hometown hero ingredient here in Australia. I'm not sure. Is that global as well? It's global. We wanted to make sure that every person uh, joining the, the program globally would be joining with the same rules, the same uh, level of, yeah. uh, I guess, scoring criteria, the same access to ingredients, more or less. So we have a... Sure what we're calling the Patron Pantry, which is a list of ingredients, that can, hundreds of ingredients that can be found in all markets around the world, yeah. uh, just to ensure that as bartenders are starting to build just this, this first entry round, that they would have a lot of ingredients to pull from that wouldn't uh, take away from their creativity, but it would allow them uh, you know, enough variety that they could make something different. 
Uh, everyone will have the same starting point with Patron Silver. It is the expression that we we carry around the world. Uh, so it's yeah. much easier for, for bartenders to gain access to. And with Hometown Hero, we, we want the bartenders to develop a serve and also a story that is connected to the neighborhood or the city or the town that they live now. And I, you know, this is an opportunity for them to use one homemade ingredient as well that is not featured as a pantry item. So it Mm. gives them like this unique opportunity to bring something to life that is an expression unique to where they live. And there's no there's no other parameters around that. Um, there, I mean, limited to a number of ingredients, of course, but there is no you have to make something like a margarita. You have to do this. You have sure. to do that. We we wanted to keep it quite open, but also uh, quite uh, contained to make sure that every bartender had the same start and the same advantage. Yeah. What do you think is a big thing that bartenders can pull from this experience from entering the comp and hopefully getting through to the next round and, and all that sort of thing? What's what's the big takeaway from them? What's why's the benefit? Well, Patron, Patron is different than a lot of other brands. We really focus on the Gran Familia. And if you've ever heard that that term being thrown around, definitely by Bacardi, who's uh, yeah. uh, who our parent company is now. But it was it was true even prior to, uh, to joining Bacardi in 2018. There is a major focus on celebrating and taking care of bartenders. And so I think, well, Patron is, is uh, you know, is a big brand. We, we like to have the opportunity, of course, to showcase with bartenders that we are still small batch and craft at the heart. It's important that we're sharing that with bartenders, that we're bringing bartenders to the Hacienda to see mm. what our process is and how we do things. Um, but I, th- I think it's really important that bartenders know that when they join, the moment they fill out a bartender profile, they are part of our family. And more info on on what that means coming soon, even as an applicant. But traditionally in the past, competitions have taken care of only those who have won, which is yeah. the opposite, in my opinion, of what a contest should do. A contest right. should celebrate every person that took the time to fill out a bartender profile, to submit a recipe, to even print out or even just save a PDF of what the criteria for the competition is and really think about it and put their efforts in those, those bartenders should be celebrated. So I am a big fan of, uh, of awarding great work. Of course, our whole team is, and so there will be winners of course, but mm. there will also be major participation ribbons, which is always my favorite thing, participation. <laughs> ribbons. So we want bartenders to join our family and just be part of our world and we will stop at nothing until we can get there. <laughs> Well, that sounds promising. So more information on that coming soon, is it? Definitely. We have, um, I mean. Feel free it, to break it, some it news exists. here if you like, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it exists right now already. You know, the even the way that uh, our brand investors take care of bartenders in market, that will mm. just continue to evolve and continue to amplify. What we want is, you know, bartenders to be able to think of us when they've got a really great idea of something they, they want to do as a, perhaps as a, bar, a brand manager, or sorry, a bar manager or an operator, they've got a great idea of something they want to put in place. We would like to be, you know, their first call so we can work through with them on how Mm. we can help bring it to life for their guests and for their teams. We're all about celebrating team experiences, you know, just how can we be part of your world? So I think we'll come out and and say, these are the things that we can offer, which uh, the local brand ambassadors are doing already. So for anyone listening, call Joey immediately so he can help <laughs> you with, with those things. But just as a as a, a way of moving forward, when we, we start to launch some of the other initiatives that we will have 
uh, connected to Patron and perfectionists in, in uh, 2023, it would just be great for bartenders to just keep us in mind so we can work together on lots of different things. Happy days. Uh, in terms of the global finals, you know, very few people get to these things each year. What can you say about the, the experience this year? I mean, Harrison Kenny was the winner from Cantina OK. He's the global winner. What can you tell us about the experience that you get when you're there at the Hacienda uh, and what, you know, maybe a little bit about what, what Harrison had uh, to do there as well? So Harrison is part of, he, he's incredible and also part of the last batch of bartenders that went through uh, the, the different style of Patron Perfectionist program. And yeah. it's not to say that it's easier or harder or anything, it's just different. We're adding you know a few more activities this year for bartenders to get involved with at a national final level, which you'll see in Australia as it comes to, to life in October, November, and then yeah. also at the global finals. Um, I think what has been interesting with with Harrison is that he's he's got such an amazing personality, a way of looking at flavors and hospitality and service, which I think echoes through the bars that he works in and the, the people that he works with, echoes through the way he brings flavors to life in his drink. He's getting a chance to to deliver that to an amazing in-person audience, to folks that are working, you know, day in and day out, just working on Patron. For example, David Rodriguez, who is our master distiller. It's mm. just really amazing to see how, like Harrison, along with all of the other finalists from the other uh, 15 countries, have their own style, their way of delivering their stories, the way of creating cocktails, their own vision of how Patron comes to life. Mm. And they are just the through line of that, of, of just celebrating that to, to this audience was really, really cool to see. And I think there were a lot of really brilliant aha moments from our guests in the crowd as well. And, yeah. you know, from brand ambassadors around the world, from the other bartenders. So for Harrison, for example, being able to deliver his really authentic and unique style and the flavors of his drink inspired everybody else in the room, just in the same way as all of the other uh, folks from the different countries did the same for him. Mm. Um, so it's just, and their little family has sort of bloomed from that. So they will always be the class of 2022 and they're yeah. still connected now. The WhatsApp, I had to mute it cause it's just, it's like too much. They're, <laughs> they're on there 24 <laughs> seven talking about different things they're into. So it's great to see everyone remains connected. And, um, uh, you know, when you're, when you're at Patron it, and you're right, it is, uh, you know, it's a once in a lifetime experience for a bartender, yeah. but we're trying to make it, um, so it's, uh, accessible for bartenders, uh, to get to. So yes, you know, winning Patron Perfectionist in your country is one way to get there, but, yeah. uh, you know, call Joey cause there's other ways that, that you can get there. And I think, uh, what's, he's got to get a deluge of phone calls. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Listen, that's what he wants. I mean, you know, I, I mean, he's not, because this isn't necessarily live. He's not texting me right now to say, why are you doing this? But, uh, I'm very excited for all the calls and emails that he's going to get. Absolutely. But I, yeah. But the, but I think the activities and the itinerary looks different depending on what type of trip you're on. And sure. the one for perfectionists is, is pretty amazing. I mean, you, you do have this, you know, supernatural experience when you start, you know, in the agave fields with our chimas and, you know, you head back to the hacienda and you're going through the process. You see, you know, how, uh, you know, even how we select and cut the agaves, how we load them into clay ovens, you know, how yeah. long we cook them for 79 hours. And then, you know, watching the tahonas in action with our uh, distillery extension now, Rosa de Castilla, because we are 
all about replication, not automation. We keep yep. the same small batch craft feel throughout our distillery and our footprint is huge. So it's a lot of Tahonas. We have a lot of roller mills. We have a lot of ovens. We have a lot of small <laughs> copper pot stills. We have a lot of yeah. pinewood fermenters. So it's, um, it's just really amazing for bartenders to see, because I think it's the one thing they don't expect coming in is just to see how, how craft and small batch everything is. So once mm. they learn that, then they deliver their presentation after that. It's, it's just, they're going a million miles an hour, just trying to figure out how they fold in all of this information and yeah. knowledge. And that's part of what's inspired, you know, this next layer of Patron Perfection is to make sure that we have additional activities to make sure that we're giving bartenders enough opportunities to sort of think on their feet in the moment or be inspired by what they've seen in the agave fields and do something exciting with that in the moment. So it's, it is about infusing and bringing their local culture to life from where they're coming from and infusing mm. it into Mexico. But it's equally about what are the most inspiring and interesting things you're learning about the tequila making process, about Patron, about the people, place and process. And how mm. are you sort of developing that in the moment into a, a new, interesting ritual serve? In terms of preparing for this comp, the bartenders who are preparing for the comp, um, especially with this first challenge with the hometown hero ingredient sort of thing, what's the kind of thing you guys you think will be making a great entry there? What's the hallmarks of a great drink for this sort of thing? Yeah. So we have, uh, our education is still going strong right now. Um, you know, Harrison and Joey, we're both traveling across Australia yeah. for the last, you know, three weeks delivering all the education modules. And also Harrison was delivering a bit of his winner's journey about, you know, what he felt going through the challenge from the very beginning and then going through uh, the pandemic with consumer voting and different things and then coming to the final, his experience. Yeah. And I'm sure he's shared a bit about where he's going now. He's coming to Europe for almost the entire month of November after the uh, November finals for, uh, for Australia. And he'll be in six different countries, either judging Jeez. the finals or training bartenders or doing a combination of both, which is really, really cool uh, That's in phenomenal. the Middle East and also, also in Europe. And so we do have some great, you know, prizes for bartenders as well. And that's that's from from global. Um, but I would say that with, you know, just over a week to go in the program, if you haven't attended one of the educational modules, not to worry, we have uh, some pre-recorded sessions that we are launching uh, this Friday on September 30th. And you can find those on our YouTube page uh, yeah. at um, Academia Patron or on our Facebook page, Academia Patron. And if you can't find them, call Joey. <laughs> call Joey. <laughs> Just call Joey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Call Joey. But they're, they, they will be globally available for everyone. So all three modules. Cool. And then the, the second thing is that we have a town hall. The town hall will be on Monday, October 3rd, uh, time to be determined. But again, just visit our Instagram uh, or Facebook page on Academy of Patron and you'll have all the details there or call Joey. But the town Joey hall, again, yeah. yeah, but the town hall <laughs> is each bartender's opportunity to join a live session uh, to ask questions to uh, to it, the time zone doesn't work for Harrison, unfortunately, but uh, to Julia Cucarulo, who is our 2020 global winner as the head bartender at the Artesian in London, awesome. as well as uh, myself and uh, two, uh, let's see, uh, two other winners, uh, Stephen Gonzalez from the U.S. who won the national final, because it's always great to get some info from uh, someone that attends the global finals but doesn't win the global but still has such an incredible experience and is still doing work with us. Yeah. And as well, 
um, some of our agency partners that are developing uh, the competition. So it's great to, to join for a session like that. Cool. That will be recorded and shared across for all bartenders to find out. But I'd say in these last uh, these last few days, do not leave everything until the last minute. <laughs> if you have questions related to the challenge brief, now if you head to academyofpatron.com backslash Patron Perfectionist, start your bartender profile, you'll see there you can download the entire challenge brief and scoring criteria. Mm. All the rules and regulations for uh, Australia, if you're interested to know what else there is. Um, and as well, you know, the Patron Pantry is there. We we just want bartenders to be able to give themselves enough time to really go through and maximize their entry. And a couple yeah. of tips I, I would say just going in towards the end. Keep in mind that this is paper entry. So the judges will not be making your drink, but they will be judging blind. So there will mm. be no reference to the bartender's name, uh, right. to the bar that they work at, or any other you know distinct information. Uh, so this is judged purely on the fact that this cocktail is judged against scoring criteria, which would involve like the uh, the appearance. It would involve the story, the innovation of it, the creativity. There are mm. no points awarded for taste, obviously. But yeah. as we as we get past that phase. Most markets will have an opportunity to put in the hometown hero live as one of their challenges, hint, hint. So you might have an opportunity to actually make this drink. So I would say for, for bartenders, make this a really great expression of you that reads well on paper. That's not so overly complex that it's difficult for the judges to understand how you mm. got to that answer, that yeah. you read the brief and fully understand the rules because you don't want to get disqualified you know, for not yeah. reading the brief properly. Um, you got to read the brief. We've, it's the first thing, yeah. read the brief. Oh my God, always like read the brief and then read it like five times and then have yeah. someone else read it and then tell you what they think it means. Um, yeah. But on, you know what, but all that aside, asking Joey if you have any questions, uh, jumping into uh, any of our Academy of Patron social channels and asking questions. When you uh, sign up with your bartender profile on the website, there is also an email there uh, that you can ask questions. So don't leave everything until the last minute. Just get in now and start thinking about it and consider how you would how you would bring this serve to life if given the opportunity to present it live in front of judges or being able to put it on your menu or do anything with it mm. for the future. So it's more it takes more thought than just a haphazard. I'm just going to submit this. This fits the brief versus this really is an expression of me that can, we can build over time. Gotcha. That sounds fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time, Lauren. Um, I hope everything goes well. Are uh, we going to see you out in Australia anytime soon? Yes, I will be there probably in February at some point. I won't be there, unfortunately, uh, before the end of the year, but um, I, I will be there in February because uh, I've, I've also got a, a book coming out and that's launching in Australia in the spring. And ah. so be, we'll be there for that. Um, and it's called The Bartender's Guide to the World, uh, stories and recipes about 75 places over the last uh, 20 years, which is pretty Fantastic. cool. But, I, but I'm also just missing my my Aussie family. You know, I'm from Vancouver. And so that's like little Australia. <laughs> that's it, so right? I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm ser So I'm seriously, seriously missing the the land and the people. And, you know, I look forward to having a having a drink with all the amazing bartenders uh, tuning in at, at their bars. And Sam, of course, uh, maybe getting to see you and. <laughs> have a chat in person, but uh, yeah, I really appreciate you having me on the show today. And I'm excited to see, always excited to see the entries coming in from Australia. Some of the most 
creative and innovative bartenders on this planet. And don't forget it. So please, please, <laughs> please submit because we'd love to see your interpretation. Fantastic. We'll get you back on the show when the book comes out as well. Okay. Thanks very oh, much for joining cheers. me again. <laughs> thanks so much, Sam. Have a great day. Thanks to Lauren again for the chat and thank you to you for listening. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please share them with a friend or give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get yours. We really appreciate your support. Until next time, this has been Drinks at Work from Boothby.